Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we're doing breaches of the week. And as always, I'd like to thank the following people that sent me a ton of this information, and that would be Barrett Peterson, Chris Fallon, Jay Dance, and Jacqueline Wolf. Guys, thank you very much. And if you have uh, basically a topic for me or a breach for me, please let me know, and I'll give you a shout out here and also on my nationally syndicated radio show. And let's get started because this week in data breaches was absolutely off the rails. And let's start with CVS, the large pharmacy, because more than 1 billion search records belonging to CVS Health were accidentally posted online and accessible to the public earlier this year. Now, the database was approximately 204 gigabytes and totaled 1.1 billion records. They had no form of authentication in place to prevent unauthorized entry, meaning if you knew where to go, you or I could have read that as well. Now, the data exposed online included customer email addresses, user IDs, Custom, uh, customer searches on CVS pharmacy websites for COVID-19 vaccines and other medications, according to the report. So if you basically went searching around for a vaccine or something else on their website, looks like you might have been exposed. Moving on. Let's talk about Davida Inc. I believe these are the ones that do all of the, um, uh, the like, colon colostomy stuff. I, I think so. They have something to do with that. But anyway, here's what's going on with DaVita. On September 8th, they confirmed that they experienced a data breach after an unauthorized party accessed sensitive consumer data that basically they were storing. Now, according to DaVita, we're talking names, uh, addresses, social security numbers, medical information, and health insurance information of certain individuals were compromised. They just recently sent out breach notifications. But heads up, uh, if you use DaVita for all of your Oh, God, I, I want to say it's dialysis. They do dialysis. That's what they do for all their dialysis, for all your dialysis needs. Moving on, let's talk about Wilson's Gun Shop because on September 8th, they confirmed they had a data breach after an unauthorized third party gained access to sensitive consumer information that was entrusted to them as well. Now, according to Wilson Combat, as they formally go by, the breach resulted in names, addresses, and financial account information of certain parties. Now, they have basically filed notices of breaches, but they have not yet sent out letters and all of that. And according to Wilson Combat, they are estimating that 13,522 individuals in the state of Texas alone have been compromised, but we do not know the total victim uh, or number of victims just yet. So if you use Wilson Combat for your gun needs, heads up to you, you probably were compromised. Moving on, let's talk about SCAD. This is the Savannah College of Art and Design because a cyber attack on SCAD uh, basically resulted in a quote-unquote limited number of current and former students and employees vulnerable to identity theft after an unauthorized user accessed personal files, according to the university. That's all I've got right now, but heads up if you go to, went to, or have anything to do with SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design, you may be compromised. Moving on. Let's talk about gateway diagnostic imaging because on September 2nd, they reported a data breach with the Attorney General of Montana. Now, according to Gateway, we're talking about names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, health insurance information, medical record numbers, patient account numbers, physician names, dates of service, and other information related to the receipt of radiology services, which is apparently what they do. Now, after confirming this breach, they also sent out notifications to affected parties. So heads up, patients of gateway diagnostic imaging. Moving on. 
one, let's talk about urology, the urology center of Colorado. Now, this is actually an update because they have agreed to settle a class action lawsuit that was filed in response to basically 137,820 records being breached in September of last year. Now, on November 5th of last year, they sent out notification letters to advertise or, or basically a, a notification letters to their patients advising them that some of their protected health information had previously been compromised in September or 8th of last year. And so we're talking names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, medical records, uh, diagnosis, physician names, insurance provider names, guarantee names, uh, treatment cost information, and on and on and on. And so heads up, because uh, if you were part of that class action or were a patient, you may be able to file for damages and be entitled to compensation. Moving on, let's talk about the CBC Group Incorporated. CBC reported a data breach also with the Attorney General of Montana. Montana is one of those places you're required if you've got customers or, or information on Montana citizens or Montanans, Montanans. Montanans sounds right. Montanians, Montanans. Now, according to CBC, the breach resulted in the name, social security numbers, driver's license, or uh, government ID cards, financial account numbers, passport numbers of certain individuals being compromised. And after confirming the breach and identifying everybody that was impacted by the breach, CBC Group began sending out their own notice of breach. So heads up to you, CBC group customers, whatever they do. Now, moving on, let's talk about the Lamoil Health Partners because they're facing a class action lawsuit over a June ransomware attack of this year that affected almost 60,000 of their patients. Now, the attack was detected on June 13th. And uh, if you recall, because I do remember talking about this one, um, basically, we're talking names, addresses, dates of birth, Social Security, uh, health insurance information, medical treatment information, and on and on. So if you are a patient of Lamoil, Lamoil uh, Health Partners, uh, you may be entitled to compensation sooner than later. Moving on, let's talk about Radiant Logistics because on September 1st, they reported a data breach once again to Montana after they learned that an unauthorized party access and remove certain files from the company's network. They have not basically released what data has been leaked, but uh, basically they are not saying right now um, what that is. They only need to report specific things like social security numbers, so maybe that wasn't part of it. We don't know. But heads up, if you have anything to do with Radiant Logistics, they went through a data breach, keeping it pretty close to the vest right now. Moving on, I want to give you a quick update on Capital One. If you recall, they had a massive data breach in July of 2019, and right now, because they are settling this class action lawsuit, you, if you are a Capital One customer uh, you know, in July or before, July of 2019, you may be able to file a claim to be reimbursed, and the place to go is www.capitalonesettlement.com. Again, that's Capital One Settlement. Dot com, and the one in Capital One is spelled out O N E. Capital One Settlement.com. Go get your money. Moving on, let's talk about the SF Fire Credit Union. I'm guessing that's San Francisco Fire. Doesn't say. Now, on August 18th, they reported a data breach to basically the Attorney General of California after the organization experienced a data security incident impacting the sensitive information on certain members. We are talking names, credit card numbers, CVV numbers, that's the three-digit code on the back of your card, credit card expiration date, and PIN numbers of certain individuals. Meaning, if I had all of that, I could basically go shopping on Amazon right now with your 
SF Fire Credit Union debit card or credit card. Now, after confirming the breach and identifying all the affected parties, they began sending out notifications. So heads up to you if you are a member of the SF Fire Credit Union, I presume out of San Francisco, California. And real quick, I want to give you an update on Nelnet. If you recall, this is the one that got basically 2.5 million students affected. And now we're starting to see more declarations of basically where everybody is laid out. So the declaration that we saw this week is coming from Maine and the government of Maine is stating about 15,000 students uh, basically may be affected in Maine alone. We'll see where more states uh, come out or what other organizations, but Nelnet obviously was a huge thing. Uh, the state of Oklahoma had to declare the breach last week, if you recall. And so here we are. Game on. I'm probably going to be reporting on that one for weeks. Moving on. Let's talk about Medical Billing Company Practice Resources, LLC, because a class action lawsuit has been filed against them after the personal information of 924,138 patients of Syracuse, Syracuse, New York, area hospitals and doctor's offices was compromised in a ransomware attack on that company. So if you're in the Syracuse area, one, beautiful area, two, uh, if you use a doctor or a hospital there, you may be actually entitled to compensation sooner than later, thanks to Practice Resources dumping all your stuff online. Moving on, let's talk about uh, Indonesia's intelligence agency known as BIN or BIN. I'm just going to call them BIN. It'll be easier. Now, amid issues of uh, Indonesian population's data breach uh, issues, uh, issues about a suspected leak. And again, I'm taking this from an Indonesian website, translating this into English. So please bear with me here. Now, issues about a suspected leak of sensitive data belonging to the Indonesian state intelligence agency or BIN have also emerged. Now, the data reportedly includes member identities reports and business strategies. In response to this, BIN spokesperson Wawan Harry Perwanto asserted that the issue was not true or it was a hoax. He stated that the government's internal network data is safe from hacker attacks. Quote, that's a hoax, said Wawan to BISNIS.com on Thursday, September 8th. He also explained that all data of the agency used pseudonyms. Quote, all bin data are safe, encrypted, and use fictitious names, so bin data are not leaked. There you go. We will see what happens, but if Indonesia's intelligence agency is leaking, that's obviously going to be a huge thing, especially for other intelligence communities in the world. Moving on, let's talk about Henderson and Walton Women's Center out of Birmingham, Alabama, because they disclosed a data breach that impacted more than 34,000 individuals. Now, it's unclear when this breach began, but they're saying that an employee email account was hacked, prompting an investigation. So we are talking about birth dates, social security numbers, medical information, driver's license numbers, and health insurance information possibly caught up in this breach. So if you have anything to do with Henderson and Walton Women's Center in Birmingham, Alabama... Heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about IHG or Intercontinental Hotels Group. This is actually pretty huge. They are a massive hospitality organization that operates 17 hotel brands around the world, and they've been compromised, obviously causing ongoing disruption to their corporation's online booking services and other services that they offer. Quote, parts of its technology systems have been subject to unauthorized activity, end quote. Now, information is still coming out on this one, but if you didn't know, IHG is a massive operation. They run six. 1,028 hotels in 882,897 rooms in more than 100 countries. It has about 325,000 employees and includes the hotel brands Regent Intercontinental Hotels and Resorts, Crown Plaza, Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn Express, Candlewood Suites, Atwell Suites, and even hotels. Even meaning the name of the hotel, not even hotels, 
even hotels, if you get what I'm saying here. So with that, heads up to you. If you have, I'm guessing, a member number or something like that, you may have a problem or you may have a problem actually booking a stay. Moving on, let's talk about the North Face, the outdoors company, because they're the apparel brand and they were targeted in a large-scale credential stuffing attack that has resulted in the hacking of 194,905 accounts on the NorthFace.com website. Now, the credential stuffing attacks began on the website on July 26th, but the administrators detected the unusual activity on August 11th and were able to stop it on the 19th. So that's a good chunk of weeks there where they were under attack and getting hit. We are talking full names, purchase histories, billing addresses, shipping addresses, telephone numbers, account creation dates, gender, and XPLR, I'm guessing that means Explorer, pass reward record. So if you are one of the 194,000 plus that uses the NorthFace.com for all your outdoor apparel needs, heads up to you. You might have been compromised. And finally... We've got actually some two interesting ones. The first one is actually the uh, Los Angeles Unified School District, or LAUSD. This is the second largest school district in the United States, and they got hit this last weekend. Now, the Vice Society operation told Bleeping Computer that they were responsible for the LAUSD ransomware attack, but said they would not provide any proof of the attack until they published an entry on their uh, basically their dark web leak site. Now, the attackers also claim to have stolen files from compromised LAUSD systems before encrypting them with ransomware. Quote, we have 500 gigabytes of data from their network, end quote. But that seems like a normal data breach. We've talked about that before. Some rather huge school districts have been hit, like Chicago, Atlanta, New York, etc. But this is why this is part of my final breaches of the week, because an internal report identified key vulnerabilities in their data systems basically two years before this actually happened. Now, the report indicated that the district staff actually agreed with its findings and committed to addressing them, but district officials did not clarify Wednesday which of the recommended actions were actually carried out. That would be this past Wednesday. The cybersecurity audit was published in September of 2020, so literally two years ago, and conducted by outside consultants working with district technology staff under the supervision of the district's inspector general. Now, the LA Times obtained a redacted version of that prepared uh, report without basically a a report that was prepared for those without the clearance to read the whole thing. Now, the confidential portions, including most of the 38 specific findings accompanied by 38 recommendations, were not included in the report that the LA Times saw. Even so... The report in bureaucratic language sounds an alarm. In spot testing, quote, auditors were able to gain access to certain sensitive information, including a limited number of social security numbers, end quote, according to the report. Auditors were also able to obtain... LAUSD passwords enable, quote, able to convince employees to unknowingly execute malicious codes, meaning they were phishing the employees as a test. The the employees were clicking on links or opening documents that would execute things. It's very standard. We do this kind of auditing here as well. So this is obviously a huge thing. To continue, though, numerous, quote-unquote, high-risk areas were identified, including the uh, structure of the district systems, inadequate procedures, and insufficient security training for employees. Security training, I cannot stress enough, is one of the most important things you are going to do as an organization. Now, among the problems identified in 2020 that we have, and we have three of them here, were the technology division did not have a process in place to make sure the organization was complying with security standards, meaning their internal maturity and internal controls were not there 
to actually ensure that every time they handed a student a laptop, it was fully loaded with antivirus, threat detection, mobile device management, like all these different kinds of things that go into running a school district. The district also lacked adequate, quote, incident response training and, quote, to react, for example, to an emergency, whether it's hacking or otherwise. That's part of contingency planning, and that is contingency planning 101. Obviously a huge issue as well. Also, and this is the last point, was certain classes of computer accounts had substandard security. Maybe these were passwords that were set to never expire, and people are creature creatures of habit, so they use passwords everywhere. Oh, I'm gonna I log into work all every day at my LA USD account. I'm gonna use that same password for Netflix and my bank and Facebook and everything else because I'm just have to remember one thing, and here we are. Obviously, a huge problem. So there you go. If anything, this really underscores that if you're going through an audit, you gotta execute on fixing and remediating those things as fast as humanly possible. It's something I always recommend to my clients as well. And finally, finally, and we have to talk about TikTok again, 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 because seriously, who is using this app anymore? Well, they're in the news right now for a possible, I say possible, data breach. I'll let you decide whether it is, but here's what's going on, because cybersecurity researchers this past Monday discovered a potential data breach in basically TikTok, the Chinese short form video app, allegedly involving up to 2 billion data records for their users. That's crazy. Now, uh, basically several cybersecurity analysts tweeted about the discovery of what was, quote, a breach of an insecure server that allowed access to TikTok storage, which they believe contained personal user data. Now, I remember uh, on Monday looking through all of those tweets because obviously I follow a whole bunch of cybersecurity researchers. Some of them follow me, et cetera, et cetera. And and there's a lot of talk on this. I was was looking at specifically Bob Diachenko, who was talking about this, and he's one of those people I think that stumbled onto this quote we've reviewed a sample of the extracted data to our email subscribers and private clients we've already sent out warning communications now troy hunt who is the creator of basically the breach information site have i been pwned posted a thread on twitter to verify if the sample data was genuine or not for him the evidence is quote so far pretty inconclusive that's why i'm saying you know i report you decide now there's been a whole bunch of details that have been posted on a whole bunch of forums but i want to quote this one because I think this is important. Blue Hornet against the West posted this, quote, who would have thought that TikTok would decide to store all of their internal backend source code on one Alibaba cloud instance using a trashy password? They posted that and then posted about how easily they could get in and download the data. Now, a Twitter spokesperson was quoted saying in news reports that the security team, quote, investigated this statement and determined that the code in question is completely unrelated to TikTok's backend source code, end quote. Now, my Microsoft, on top of this, Microsoft 365 Defender research team just discovered a vulnerability in the TikTok app for Android that can let hackers take over a private short uh, short form videos um, of millions of users once you get the user to click a malicious link. Microsoft discovered a high severity vulnerability in the TikTok Android app, which could allow hackers basically to compromise users' account with a single click. That's what I'm talking about here. Now, this vulnerability, which would have required um, several issues to be chained together in order to exploit, has now been fixed by TikTok as well. Quote, Attackers could have leveraged the vulnerability to hijack an account without users' awareness if a targeted user simply clicked the specially crafted link. And that's obviously a huge thing. Now, back to this data breach of 2 billion users, just going through and looking at all of the cybersecurity researchers that, are, that have high degrees of confidence that this is absolutely TikTok data, 
I also have a high degree of confidence of TikTok data as well. People like Bob Dyachenko, uh, you know, are very well known in my field. And so I think that there's a good high probability that, you know, he's right. He also is not making this up. If he found the data, he found the data. If it's TikToks or not, that might be debatable, according to Troy Hunt, who is another one uh, who I actually had the pleasure of being the warm up act for at a conference like last year. But but my point being is. Uh, it's looking like TikTok had some kind of major data breach. I'll keep you uh, up to date on this. And given all of the issues and everything and its ties to the Chinese Communist Party, and I'm not kidding about that. I've written on this. I've talked about this. Please just stop using TikTok. You're just breaching yourself every single day if you're using it. And so those were your breaches of the week. Let me know if you were part of them. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everyone.